I was like, you know what? I ask every time, and he's always recording, so I'm not even gonna ask. <laughs> I, I did not turn it on this time. Now we're rolling there. You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, yo, with your friends at Kapow, the pop culture podcast. We're back with more. My name's Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. June already. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Happy June. Happy Pride <clears throat> Month. Mm. We're very prideful. Very prideful. Happy summer movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our little. Uh, I, I checked right before we uh, before I came out here and uh, was just looking at the download numbers and and our little episode of the uh, box office summer predictions is. Uh, one of our most downloaded episodes in the last probably okay, three well, months. Well, yeah. Well, always count, you can count on that Jesse bump. All Jesse's yeah. pals are going to yeah. listen to that. Oh, when I come up with an idea to do and I want to spice it up, make it look like it was all about my idea, I just invite Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the uh, updated box office here as of... Uh, Today, this is the this is the weekend right as Spider Verse is coming out. So no numbers on it yet, but it's projected to do pretty well, a little better than we were expecting. Good for you, Cliff. You had it, had it at number two on your list. So better than you were little... expecting. Oh yeah, yeah. Another three of us were down a little. It's too uh, early to trash talk. Yeah, exactly. I, I got to like, get Go it in it. while I Go can. Go for it. I'll try, I'll try to drag, drag it out of you. Uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, as of now, has made 312 and a half mil domestically. And Little Mermaid, about 145. Fast X, 120. Hmm. The rest of them are a bunch of fluff that aren't going to be there at the end. But, uh, so anything over 1 or 120 you think's got a real good chance of being top 10? Could be. Could be. Oh, there's a ton of stuff coming out. Hmm. Ton of stuff, a lot of controversy. Because uh, heck, we got, we still got Spider Verse here this weekend. We got Flash coming. We got indie. Uh, we got something else. Uh, Transformers. That's just this month. And yeah. then getting into uh, July, we're gonna have uh, Barbie, Mission, Barbie. Mission Impossible, Barbie, Oppenheimer. There was a little bit of um, controversy with. Uh, I think Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise just realized that there's a problem. He's like, he's been holding this movie back. He got it, you know, his sock drawer, just like he held a top gun that worked out, you know, exceptionally, except he's held this and he put it out. He's putting it out. Now he sees, wait a minute. The week after I release this movie, Oppenheimer comes out and is going to take all my IMAX screens. There's mm-hmm. only so many IMAX screens. And I, honestly, I'm irritated because I was going to watch it in IMAX when I went to Indi- Indianapolis a couple weeks after oh, it comes yeah. out. But I don't think it's going to be it's going to be Oppenheimer on those screens. So 
All, all I know is so every- he's like going. He's going around like personally to places, showing them the movie, trying to get them to keep it in IMAX longer and stuff. I, I, I'm always amazed by his enthusiasm to follow through on this stuff. So hopefully, for me, he will keep it on them big screens, so I can get to a big city and watch it on one. All I know is every time I uh, pull up my TikTok app, I get an Oppenheimer commercial uh, for the first several seconds that I can't get rid of. Right. Well, uh, they they don't know that they are uh, advertising the wrong person. That Cliff's that, probably not going to see Oppenheimer. That, that's true. The algorithm is wrong. <laughs> yeah, TikTok is for people with very short attention spans. So that uh, <laughs> I don't see a three-hour Oppenheimer for the TikTok generation. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, I did. I uh, had another question. If we were going to uh, do a yeah, you know me. You down with KPP? Yeah, you know me. What the hell is wrong with you people? What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. Why are you the way that you are? Let's do it. I don't know. Let's see. Exactly how to word this. Uh, what? If you could only keep one movie moment. One movie moment to define as your favorite movie moment or the most important movie moment to you. Everything else is gone. It can be, I'm saying it doesn't have to be like a screen cap. It can be an actual thing that happens in a few few seconds or whatever. This moment of something happening or something beautiful on the screen or whatever. Hmm. Wow. A little time to ponder this. Yeah, that's tough. I feel very put on the spot with that one. Well, I I had a little, I had more time to think about it than you, so I, I will go first. I... And I actually found a trend as I started thinking about it and realized there's a certain thing that I like that stands out in like some of my favorite movie moments. I don't know if I call it a trope, but it's a thing that happens in a lot of movies and it's, I always find it exhilarating. (laughs) I always love it. And, uh, when someone, because I kind of came up with what mine was and I was like, wait a minute, I like this and this and this and this. When someone leaps, into something or leaps off of something when they they are going for it just caution to the wind i'm going for it uh, and some examples of that well i, I recently rewatched spider-verse and just the the proverbial leap of faith is such a great moment you know the music kicking in the world upside down as he's fallen is great and i uh, thought of like Walter Mitty, Mitty, the one with uh, Ben Stiller, when just they're playing Space Odyssey, he jumps up into the helicopter, and Cap with no shoot in Winter Soldier, uh, uh, the you know just in, you know Indiana Jones doing the you know jumping out on that bridge when he can't even see it, mm-hmm. you know, and Last Crusade, the Fugitive, uh, 
you know, the Harrison Ford jump. Jeffy lives at home when he jumps off the bridge at the end. We're running, just running across the bridge. I mean, I, one of my favorite movies because of that moment. Uh, but the best, one best the, moment of the original Shazam movie too is him jumping off the roof. Right. It, yeah. Just hit yeah. lightning and go. Yeah. That sure. stuff. I love all that. The one that that though that came to my mind that I picked as my movie moment is Point Break. Up in the plane, can't you know? Keanu Reeves grabs the revolver and jumps out of the plane with no shoot. And I'll never forget the feeling when the first time I saw that, I was like, "Oh my God, this is the greatest thing!" Ever. <laughs> you know, just that jumping out of a plane without a shoot is like that's the ultimate leap of faith. And I was like, "That's that's a um, that's the moment that I am most." Uh, connected to that kind of stuff hmm Man, this, this is a real tough question like only one thought comes to mind and I've I've actually written a whole essay about this before which if you go to uh, my website <laughs> oh my lowwords.wordpress.com it's on there it hasn't been updated in five years but that's on there uh I gotta say, the last scene in Barton Fink by the Coen Brothers. Mm. So when I saw that, that was the summer I was going through and renting. It was probably 2000. They, they did the AFI Top 100 Films of All Time. And like I was going to the video store like fiends trying to catch up on all these classic movies. And I had also just taken an accounting class because I was majoring in business. And I hated it. I didn't understand it. I bombed it. I was, I was afraid I had failed it. And I was like so stressed out about it and what I was doing with my life. And the afternoon I got my report card in the mail, I had been watching Martin Fink. And when that movie ended, he's sitting on the beach. He's got a little box wrapped up in brown paper. And it's like, it's weird and it's deep and it's artistic and it's beautiful and like i had a moment of like i don't care about accounting at all accounting means nothing to me like right art i want i want to make art i want to be around art i want to you know art is more important to me than accounting and i had a very profound (laughs) experience with that it's not the best movie ever made but it imprinted on me so deeply just because of the time and what was going on in my life that yeah it did uh it did a number on me uh, that's it. That's the kind of answer I was looking for, Cliff. No pressure. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, I uh, my first thought is very cliche, and it's my favorite movie. It's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and it's it's cousin Eddie out there emptying his chemical toilet in the in the uh, in the storm <laughs> sewer. Um, <laughs> oh. But. <clears throat> I mean, there there are other moments I love. I love. Mm. Yeah, that's that's Star Wars mode. I mean, no, I mean, yeah, there a lot comes to mind. You know, Christmas Vacation when he when he's karate chopping in the front yard, (laughs) karate chopping the reindeer. I love that. I still laugh forty years later every single time, or thirty five years later every single time. Um. Uh, I I so many moments in that movie but yeah there's star wars stuff too i i I love when uh i love the line han gives and i repeat it a lot when when he's fighting with leia as they're trying to escape 
and, and he screams at her, there's no time for committee. And she says, I'm not a committee. And I, I just always love that line. It's a great moment mm-hmm. uh, of, of writing in, in a bunch of movies that aren't famous for great lines of writing. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, I'm sure there's probably something in... In, in you know like a Christmas story I love Christmas movies I've talked about that oh a yeah lot. yeah but when uh, when w- after uh, the mom breaks the leg lamp and they all rush in as she says she's you know was just trying to water the plants or something and and uh, and the old man says get the glue and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's just a that that is a favorite line that that might be my one of my wife's favorite lines in in any movies but um that's a great moment um gosh i don't know i i i guess what was, was cooper up on the seat cheering to was there any <laughs> that, great that was another there? christmas movie that was elf uh yeah. the end of elf when um they're in the park and in the crowd and everybody starts to sing, uh, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, I think. And, uh, and he stood up at, at four years old, three or four, I think he was four and, uh, stands up on a seat and starts singing with him. And, and that, you know, things like that's a great moment for us, but, um, that we'll always remember, but I, I don't know that I've ever really ranked things like that before. Um, but I'm sure Christmas Vacation is probably going to be the top of the list. Yeah, that's for, that's perfectly plausible. It's something that brings you joy every time you uh, hear it. Never gets old. Good stuff. Now you know us. <laughs> He's looking at his notes. He's got something <laughs> there. <laughs> what are we moving on to? <laughs> Whatever you want. Fuck comics. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, not a whole lot going on in the industry, but a couple of real big stories just broke uh, this week. Number one being that Image Comics is leaving Diamond Distributors. This is not a rerun. I've done this story several <laughs> times for many different companies. Since uh, it was March 2020, Diamond shut down all production and basically halted the comic industry unilaterally. And from that, mo- that's where the first domino fell. Then the whole industry has completely changed since then. Um, so from June. So yeah, it was March 2020, Diamond shut down, then DC left. And in June of that year, uh, Image publisher Eric Stevenson sent out a a memo to creators that got leaked to the press where he called that move a sociopathic decision. The DC leaving Diamond was (laughs) sociopathic. And here we are a couple of years later, and Image has done the exact same thing. So Diamond has now lost 84% of their comics periodical business. So that's a lot. <laughs> they now they are still the wholesaler. So if you're just a small shop or you've been around for 50 years and don't want to change anything, 
you can still get these everything but DC you can wholesale through Diamond, where you'll pay a little more, but you can still you know they they will process all your shipments and everything. They'll be the middleman that does it. So eighty four percent's a little misleading, but it's not far off. They've lost an awful lot. So they tried to diversify in the last couple of years and do more game their alliance game distributors. They started the the grading company where they grade comics and cards and action figures. Uh, they've gone into more of the digital space, doing the the pull box service and like all these different things. So I don't know if they knew the writing was on the wall or were just trying to be a little uh, ahead of the game, but they've <laughs> they've tried to diversify away from being they were they were the monopoly. They were the only place in the country to order comics from. And in just a couple of short years, they are a shell of their former selves. So that's too bad. Yeah, what that, a shame! That's that a shame. Reeks of desperation. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna do this. No, we're gonna do this. No, we're gonna we're gonna go over here and 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 yeah, uh, the ooh, grasping at straws. That hmm, how how long uh, how long do we think they're they'll be able to uh, sustain that? I, I was reading some things that were saying it's not as bad as it looks where the, their deal, this wholesale deal, actually gives them a better profit margin than doing it all themselves. And they can they can slim down and and still weather the storm. We'll see. Hmm. Um, they are left. So Diamond, their two biggest publishers they have left as exclusives are Boom and dynamite. So boom goes the dynamite. That's you know boom does uh, Power Rangers, uh, that Berserker comic with Keanu Reeves. So they've got some big hits. Dynamite has a lot of licensed stuff, Red Sonia, books like that, Vampirella, but they're just not. They're not powerhouse publishers. Yeah, ain't, so, so ain't yeah, none, none of that Batman. That's for sure. Yeah. But they've got Archie, Valiant, Aftershock, Titan. So a couple of mid-tier things. And then they've tried to... There's some new publishers that have just started in the past year or so that they've really tried to elevate. Ablaze, Opus, whatnot. That they've put moved into the front of the catalog. Like they're trying, hey, these are big deals. But they just haven't quite caught on. So that splits it up that way. So Diamond has Boom and Dynamite. Penguin has Marvel, IDW, and Dark Horse. And then Lunar... As DC and Image, plus wow. some small uh, Vault and Oni, Mad Cave, a few smaller ones like that. But so Lunar are also the ones who started the Tuesday thing, where their new DC comics come out on Tuesday. So now it's going to be DC and Image come out on Tuesday, everything else comes out on Wednesday. So they're making it way more complicated for New Comic Day. And Lunar being owned by the same company that owns DCBS, the, the online mega retailer that offers comics online at a huge discount. So that's a real sticking point with some retailers. They find them to be, I don't want to order comics from my direct competitor, <laughs> which yeah. I view it as, you know, Amazon's a competitor too. I can't, you know, we're not going to take on Amazon. What's the difference? But there are some people who that's a red line. That they it's like taking on dog, man. <laughs> so who knows that image was the biggest that, that's every news thing that came out it was bad news for diamond 
well, you know, image they still have image. They're hanging on to image. So without image, I don't know what that means. It could be could be curtains or it could, who knows. And now it might spur competition and innovation and might change the whole spectrum. Who knows? So the, uh, what are your thoughts on the having a Tuesday and Wednesday? New comic book day. I don't that, like it. Does it okay? I didn't know whether there was any positive that drove any more people on another day. Well, there is a positive because Tuesdays used to be completely dead. Now they're right. only kind of dead because right. there are people who will come in on Tuesday and then mm-hmm. not for a whole rest of the week. Or there's even a couple of people who sometimes come in both Tuesday and Wednesday, but that's uh, I'm rare. Sure. But it is just sort of having to get and places that have you know employees or bigger staffs or whatever. It's, you know, you have to process three different shipments. So it used to be you got your staff there on Tuesday. You paid everybody to be there on Tuesday to process the shipment. Well, now you got to have somebody there Monday and Tuesday. And then, oh, Lunar might come in on Thursday. So, like, yeah, it makes it a headache receiving things and having to go through, you know, sh- uh, break down the shipments and, and figure out the pull list and do it, you know, instead of doing it all at once. It's a little right. harder. Right, right. Uh, but they have announced the discount, which might be a problem for me. Um, for because this begins in September, so September through December, you're just going to get whatever discount you had at Diamond. You'll get that for Image. But they're setting their discount plateau. Like DC, I have to order X amount of DC books to get a 50% discount, and I hit that number pretty well. It's never a problem. Right. But it's the same number for Image. And I don't order anywhere near the amount of image books that I do for DC. So if I don't hit that plateau, I'm only getting a 40% discount, meaning I make 10% less on every book I sell, which then spirals. I'm going to order less. If I'm making less money, I'm going to order fewer books, which means my plateau is even smaller. So I don't know. I'm going to have to look at the numbers and see if I have anywhere chance of making the, the, the normal discount that I get, or I might just uh be in for a hurting a little squeezed on the profit margin of image maybe luckily you uh didn't want to be around numbers as art <laughs> see that's what i i thought i had made my decision <laughs> the accounting always comes back to haunt you <laughs> oh oh well yeah there was you've missed uh some other big uh comic news today jeez i said i woke up first thing i saw was uh they announced that well that i had saw last week that all of a sudden lansing and kelly the cap writers that been going for the last year are moving on and they're getting somebody else but they announced it was uh jms straczynski so you know at least that's a that's a name it's a potential top talent on a steve book that you know so i'm hyped to check that out in september I uh, I read that first issue of that uh, new Avengers thing. I can't remember who was writing it, but anyway, it was uh, Jed McKay. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, but I I really liked it. I read it, and I really liked the cover by Eminem. And uh, so I'm definitely I'm gonna pick it up a little bit to see how it goes. Definitely, a, I did not like Aaron's run. Did not like yeah, it i 
the stuff with you know having the Phoenix and the Ghost Rider and the nope. Dead Celestial like Hated that just it. didn't feel like Avengers to me. It did that not. wasn't what I wanted from Avengers. Yeah. And this was a like gathering the another classic gathering the team issue, which I love those. So uh yeah, I mean it's not my the lineup I would have picked, but I you know I don't dislike it. And I like I the other one was just so much stuff and I didn't need Blade and I don't care about Ghost Rider and just that's not, not my Avenger. So at least this is closer to what I want. Yeah, I felt like he definitely had a handle on the characters their motivations like who they were like mm. there's some good pages about the vision and like, yeah yeah so yes. it was, see it vision was... scarlet witch in there and stuff mm. that's that's good i'm a, I'm, a little, I'm a little excited about the the comics that are important to me and then you know we've had saga going still coming out and then um i've actually been reading a bunch of batman recently i uh have you know, collect some trades over the last couple of years was trying to read like a chronological thing. And I got back to it and was reading a few things. So I'm enjoying that. Went to uh, try to see what it was that I was, I read recently since I brought it up here. I, uh, yeah, I, I was just going to say talking to new, newer stuff. I haven't read them yet, but I, I, Jordan hooked me up with these, uh, sorry, these awesome oh, Ewoks. Yeah. These 40th edition, uh, for Jedi, but the covers were just, there's a Java one there, but, um, sticking it up in the camera, but the covers were just freaking awesome. I love that Ewok cover. Cool. Are they good? What's, what's... I haven't read them yet. They've, they've oh. been sitting here on the desk and I haven't been out here to, uh, to actually go through them yet. So, yeah, I, I picked this back up and started reading. I read uh, the some trade that people said was a important Batman thing was the it's a JLA trade called Tower of Babel mm-hmm. that, that yeah, was uh, yeah yeah where he Batman you know has a plan to how to take out everybody in the Justice League. Is this, is this a very pre identity crisis? You know, so he. You know, and they're like, when they find out, you know, can they trust him? Well, no. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> uh, so it was pretty good. And then I started, finally got around to starting Gotham Central. I've, you know, I love Brubaker and, you know, Rucka. And I, I was like, I've been holding it till I got there in the timeline. So I got to read the first trade, which was really, really good stuff. Um just like the it all follows the major crimes unit of Gotham and of a quite a swath of you know of cops like it's like you know it's almost hard to keep track of how many characters there are uh and yeah, with just, them being just plain clothes police yeah, officers it's like tough. It, it's, it's a little tough. hard to it's like walking dead at points where like there's too they many put a thing there. at the beginning uh like identifying all of them and their jobs and so that helps but and who their partner is and everything. So they try to help you. Um, but you just get little bits of Batman. Uh, it's, it's, it honestly was like, it immediately made me like, yeah, I'd rather hear about these guys than Batman. And then, then I went back and then I read hush. Cause it, it was hush time. And I'm like, Oh man, I forgot how much I liked hush. Like it was really good. It's so gorgeous. And I always think, 
was this overhyped every time you know i go every time i go back no i i really like it it's just so pretty um then i stopped for a second reread daredevil born again uh i hadn't read it for years and i wanted to prepare for the show that's now may never come <laughs> because of the writer strike yeah. uh that's great stuff then we're at batman death and the maidens which w- was kind of hyped but was just ended up being a decent Razal ghoul story then i got to book two of gotham central which was super great and i'm loving it and the last thing i read recently was i had never read contest of champions the like uh super secret wars light basically is what it felt like it's a three issue uh get all the get all the heroes together and split them into teams for the grandmaster and death to play a game and there was things i liked there's some panels that i thought were cool looking but it was pretty pretty uh milk toast yeah i never read that one either but i'm guessing it's a little dated yeah yeah but comics. So the other big news this week was a death in Marvel that somehow got spoiled <laughs> way earlier than anticipated. Right. So it ended up not being a shock to anybody. The death of Ms. Marvel. Kamala Khan was killed in issue 26 of Amazing Spider-Man by Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr., uh, the like the the solicitations of that one, the cover had quote the most shocking issue of Amazing Spider-Man in 50 years, and then it got leaked on the internet, and it was not the most shocking. <laughs> so it was like the news. There were grainy photos of this leaked like a week before people at Marvel even had their production copies. So this wasn't a re. It hadn't shipped yet. It had. I didn't even know wh- like when it was printed, but it wasn't a retailer. It wasn't. Somebody in the in the supply chain, so nobody knows who leaked this, and whether it was because that kind of LOL Ms. Marvel sucks kind of deal, or it was a how dare they kill this important character that I love. So we don't know the motivation for the leaking or who leaked it, but it got leaked. She's dead. <laughs> It was a decent story. I the story leading up to it has been kind of dumb. There's this weird guy who worships some god. It's like a god of mathematics. He has all these formulas and stuff. It's all going back to math. But like <laughs> he gets if he kills Peter Parker, the the formula is complete and he rules the world or the universe or whatever. So they switch to this other dimension where time moves differently. So they realize, oh no, if he kills Pete, everything's over. So Mary Jane shoves him back through the portal and locks it behind them so that Peter is safe and Mary Jane is stuck in this other dimension. So Peter, knowing time is moving quickly, has no time to waste. He has to gather all this technology to save the day. And, you know, it takes him a day put the machine together and save her and in his day like years have passed in mary jane's world so this is where these kids show up that were in the first issue of spider-man that nobody knew what happened mary jane had a new fella and some adopted kids 
and had kind of moved on with her life in this other dimension. So that whole storyline has been playing out for several issues. And then in the finale to it, Mary Jane turns out to be the key. And if he kills Mary Jane, he'll rule the universe. So Kamala used her shape-shifting abilities and basically became Mary Jane to trick him. And so the whole issue, you think Mary Jane's going to die. And they think because they probably, someone in this issue is going to die. So if you didn't know, it would have been a good twist. So he kills the wrong person, thus saving the universe, but killing Ms. Marvel. So it was a heroic sacrifice. It saved the universe. But she has a movie coming out in November. So no one thinks this is a permanent thing. Right, yeah. (laughs) So who knows? The, The biggest rumor about this being... In the current X-Men books, they have a way to bring people back from the dead. So if someone resurrects Kamala... Is this a Krakatoa or whatever? Yes, Krakoa. Krakoa, That would make her possibly a mutant, where she is an inhuman now in the comics. Nice. We could maybe retcon and say, wait a minute, she was a mutant the whole time. Mutants are way cooler. (laughs) Just like in the Disney series. So she's not... Right. Forget the Perlmutter inhuman era. Now she's a mutant. And it all, continuity all lines up spiffy. So that is the rumor why they did it. But I, I don't, that's a lot of hoopla just to make her like she is in the show that nobody really is that worried about. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of these character deaths, honestly. I like them. <laughs> so I, I, when I heard about this, I was like, ooh, I wonder what the, I was interested to hear how it went down because. You know, sometimes they come up with a cool thing. That's pretty cool. You know, I would like, uh, I wonder how, you know, execution is what it all, it's all about, but uh, they're fun. I I think it would have been a really good story had I not known, knowing what, knowing what was coming less than quite a bit. That's the problem. Yeah. (laughs) That that reminds me, uh, I still have not been spoiled for whatever I told you guys. There's a, I heard there was a huge spoiler for Flash. And I, I warned everybody. I'm warning the other. Some huge spoiler. Everybody said that 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 uh, Machete was doing an interview, and uh, that he thought this was an interview for after Flash comes out, and he spilled the beans on something, and Variety and other places immediately ran with it and posted it. They don't care if they spoil anything. Somehow, I've not been spoiled yet. J- Jordan, how long did you make it after my warning? Immediately, immediately, <laughs> like that night. <laughs> and I am not on Twitter or TikTok or I'm not in one of these places. <sighs> just the stupid old Facebook. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So another couple, I'll give you a couple quick recommendations for some recent books that have been coming out. My favorite book recently is Fantastic Four, just rebooted by Ryan North and Eben Coella. Ryan North is the writer of Squirrel Girl, which I loved, but I, I didn't know if it was because of the character, the writing, like, okay, it was Ryan North really this good of a writer. Yes, he is. He's, he's been excellent at fantastic four as well. It just hit the legacy number of 700. He's a really smart guy and he's put a lot of strange science. So it's been a real sciencey science fiction book. And it's really clever. I really enjoyed it recently. Uh, guardians of the galaxy just rebooted the, the cap writers, Kelly and Lansing, moved over to Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's very much a Western, lawless, mm. you know, outer rim planets, like trying to keep the law. And there's something on the way called Grootfall. Groot is back to his <laughs> planet-conquering ways. Uh, He's not mm. friendly anymore. So they are going to eventually 
they're trying to like evacuate these planets before Groot arrives and colonizes the whole place. So a little different twist if you're in the mood after watching the yeah. movies. Hmm. Uh, Marvel just got the license to Planet of the Apes back, launched a new series, and it's set in the continuity of the recent film trilogy. So this is right after the they had the the anti-Alzheimer thing leaked or whatever that caused the monkeys to get smart and to kill off humans. So this is as that's happening in the middle of this pandemic where people are freaking out and there's these groups forming like we got to kill all the monkeys. And then there are these scientists like we need monkeys to like test this stuff and, and right. you know, cure this disease. Let's like, kill no, them slowly. All monkeys, all <laughs> monkeys is good monkeys. Or all dead monkeys. Only good monkeys are dead monkey. I'll get it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's yeah, it's not the standard Charlton Heston version, but it's it's been pretty good too. Huh. And then DC is doing their Dawn of DC initiative. So this is after the big dark crisis blew everything up and ended the Justice League. And then the Lazarus planet had a volcano of Lazarus pit magic explosion that blanketed the earth and messed up magic and the uh, gave some new people powers and mutated some other people's powers. So in the wake of these two big events, we're doing Dawn of DC. There's a bunch of new number one issues. Um, they didn't like change continuity. It's not a reboot or anything, but it's just good jumping on points. And it's been good stuff. So Superman and Action got new new creative teams. Uh, Cyborg got a new series. Tom King's uh, relaunching Wonder Woman. We're getting a Hot Girl. Um, hmm. Kind of the they're trying to make Titans the basically flagship book because the Justice League is gone. So these former sidekicks, the Titans, are now okay. Your time, <laughs> it's your turn to be in charge. So it's only been like Titans... seventy years. Now it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> So this classic Titans lineup are now the pinnacle of DC. I got a new Green Arrow book, new Green Lantern book, where Hal and John Stewart are quarantined on Earth, a new Shazam book by uh, the world's finest team of Mark Wade and Dan Mora. It's just kind of fun, all ages. Unstoppable Doom Patrol got a book uh, where this... So this Lazarus planet has created a bunch of new metahumans. So here's the Doom Patrol going out like old school X-Men, like trying to help these people. All the misfits, if you got mutated and look weird and don't understand your powers, the Doom Patrol is trying to help these characters. So that's a perfect use of the Doom Patrol yeah. property. Yeah. So that's yeah, good. DC's, if you're curious of any of that stuff, there's a lot of good places to hop aboard on DC. But my big recommendation is not that. It's a black label book. Peacemaker tries hard. So we got a Peacemaker six-issue miniseries, Kyle Starks and Steve Pugh, and it feels a lot like the show. Like the humor (laughs) they get away with on HBO somehow is translated onto the page pretty well. Like the way they write his dialogue sounds like it's coming out of... uh, John Cena. John Cena's yeah. mouth and it's it's really well written, really dirty and really funny and I've enjoyed it so far. Do do we get some judo master? Not yet. Oh man. But yeah, the idea he's he's basically finally free of the suicide squad. He's like I'm going to be a superhero now and he's just not good at it. So it's him trying to <laughs> go straight and be a true blue superhero and that's not what he's built for. 
Hmm. You mentioned uh, Fantastic Four a, a few minutes ago, and uh, ha- have you guys seen the the latest, uh, you know, yeah. so called leaked cast with uh, with Adam Driver, and, yeah, Margot Robbie, and uh, David Diggs as the thing, which might be the and most who, interesting. Who was uh, who was Johnny? Um, that was. I remember thinking it was okay. Paul Mescal. Oh, but yeah, he's a good actor. So I don't know. Um, Just I latest. don't know. I don't know what they're doing with them. So I mean, they, yeah. these are all these are all uh, good actors that might be able to do something special. But I'm picturing them as themselves acting. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm like. How is he Reed Richards? Like, come on. Yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, but I'm not underestimating him because I think he's a really good actor and could do something. But usually the things he does that I like are not. It's That's a big stretch. <laughs> stretch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's got a... Uh, We'll Sounds see. better than the uh, the the Seth Rogen, uh, yeah. Rumors. I don't know. That didn't bother me that much. I I but I I just I I felt like all this hype for this mm. new DC, and I I'm like I expect I you know I guess I if I thought what I really wanted was nobody's that he creates some new stars that yeah. were perfect for the role. You know, the, these this casting established people that I can't see in the role is tough for me. Like, but I'll give them a chance. I'll give it a chance. Somebody told me the director didn't think it was fair. There were three men, only one woman, and there was some rumor they were going to make Thing female. I think I had seen this was an a while ago or two oh, about that. that. And yeah. Somebody said they they heard Mila Kunis was at the top of the chart <laughs> for the role. I was like. Let's now that sounds interesting. That. <laughs> <laughs> sounds interesting. Uh, I don't know. It's like you want, I get all that having to update things, but then it's like you also would just like, we are just freaking hungry for one good version of the Fantastic Four. It's like, it, is, it ain't ever going to happen. <laughs> hmm. That's oh, all I got for comic books. Yeah. Me too. You want to do any TV stuff? TV. Watched anything? I watched, I just mentioned it before we started, but I just finished uh, that last episode of Dave, season three. And, uh, wow. I was not expecting that. (laughs) Another one I'm glad I didn't get spoiled on. Yes, me too. Um, Because I've just been watching it casually as I had time and I haven't had a lot of time and, and I was uh, just sitting there tonight and I, I thought, man, I'm going to get caught up a little bit on this. And whew, I was not prepared uh, for that episode. Well, the last time we talked about, it, we, we were joking about this, the quality of guest stars on season one <laughs> versus the big stars on season three. Like, I don't know. How does he know all these people or get all these people to work there? Right. Yeah, it was good. It's good. So, it's not, that's probably my, I mean, it's still probably my least favorite season, but I, I still like it. I mean, it's still mm-hmm. good. It's mm-hmm. still better than a lot of stuff. 
That's right. And so I, I've definitely loved I, the show. I, I really thought there at the end they really kind of like they do brought it all, all right back around and connected it all and, and into the bigger story. And I thought, man, that that's pretty great. So yeah, fun. The only other different thing I think I've watched is that new show on uh, Apple TV Plus, the uh, Platonic. Speaking of Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. It's the old team of Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. Okay. Family movie night, guys. Oh, whoa. What? Will's getting a divorce. So call him. We literally haven't spoken to each other in years. Call him. That's what friends do. Hey! How are you? Really? Yeah. How's the beer business? I'm actually the brewmaster at my own bar now. Congratulations. You still got that uh, family of yours? You want to see a photo? Wow, there they are. Cool. What are you up to? Oh, why is this my life? So, lunch? No. Brunch? No. I don't have time for this. Can't be friends with a girl. There's lots of famous men and women friends. Laura Dern and Sam Neill in Jurassic Park. Your friendship with Will Ah. is not built for this phase of life. This is how a woman experiences a midlife crisis. There's a couple of teenage girls. Your whole thing is so weird and destructive. Can you believe she said we were destructive? No! We're exactly the opposite. We are constructive. We're constructive. I don't like feeling like the second most important man in your life. It's embarrassing being a mess in front of you. And Will's a much bigger mess than I am. For you to end up happy, you idiot! Well, I am happy. I've never been happier in my life. Send me the invoice. Break out of your box. Do a little nose candy with us. Did they have to pay back in the day? Just like a mild horse tranquilizer. It's a horse tranquilizer? You can't blow it out. It's already in the brain. In my defense, I thought it was cocaine. And just so I'm clear, that's your defense. The defense rests. And uh, they're, they used to be friends with, you know, the long-waged argument of can men and women be friends without there being sexual tension or something? Do they have to want to sleep together? And uh, how basically, in reality, they're just like couples couple up and... And the guy talks to the guy and the girl talks to the girl. And it's, I mean, it doesn't totally happen like that, but you don't spend time just the two of you freely going to do things. It's, Mm. it just doesn't happen. Um, And uh, at least in the world of the show and they, uh, there are of course exceptions in real life, but they, that's the bit of the show and they kind of get back hanging out and, just it is a platonic relationship you know and it's they're kind of funny together it hasn't blown me away or anything but there's been four episodes i think so far and it's totally fine if you enjoy watching them it's a uh, it's fine yeah so you're you're uh sticking with the apple plus i've i had like six free months so i'm still doing that okay and i'll stop till i find some f- more free it's not even exp- real expensive anyway. I think it's like five bucks. So, hmm. yeah, yeah. I need to. Uh, I need to get signed back up again so I can watch that uh, that final season that 
of Ted Lasso that just ended. So I haven't got into that yet. Yeah. No hurry. Well, I, I snuck through the, the gate was shouting on Netflix <laughs> yeah. and I snuck under it, grabbed my hat and pulled it out. So like I signed into my stolen Netflix account and it said, Netflix is for people who live in your home. Prove that you're living in this home. I was like, uh-oh. So I clicked continue and it was like, register or not now. I'm like, hold on. So I clicked not now and it just let me in. I'm like, sure, Netflix, I'll, I'll let you know real soon. I'm sure they'll never bring that up again. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, so, God, he'll let us know when he's ready. Yeah. <laughs> this is the honor system. So that I went ahead like and them. binged it all in one night just in case... <laughs> Season mm-hmm. three of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson, the sketch ah. comedy show, has just dropped uh, six episodes like the other seasons, but they're only about 15 minutes apiece. So it's a real quick view. Really funny. Uh, a lot of guest stars again this season. Will Forte, Fred Armisen, Sam Richardson, Beck Bennett, Tim Heidecker, Tim Meadows, Jason Schwartzman, and of course, Biff Whiff. Sick. I saw I just saw this week he mm-hmm. he's like he's dying or something. No no. Get as much biff with as he can. <laughs> yeah. So I, I this show's not for everyone. I, I was reading a comment section today that was like this isn't funny. It was like, yes it is. And they were arguing. Yeah. Like, no, it's totally funny. It's like, no, no, it's not. Like, how do you <laughs> comedy is very subjective. I'm not laughing. <laughs> Yeah, lots of screaming and guttural noises and and silliness, but I liked it a lot. Uh, my favorite couple skits they do. He's on a like a dating show, like a bachelor type show, and they're worried he's only there for the zip lining because like he won't do any of the activity. He just keeps going <laughs> on the zip line. <laughs> it's like he doesn't go to the meals, he doesn't go on the dates. He's just there to zip line. <laughs> Can't do that. So there's some good stuff there on the Netflix. That's funny. Oh well. I think we did. Watch the, ooh, ooh, the Being Mary Tyler Moore documentary. Oh, not yet. I just not noticed yet. it was there. Mm-hmm. HBO or Max or whatever you call it now. Mm. Pretty good. Two hours just uh, tracing her history. I didn't know all. I mean multiple marriages and alcoholism but it doesn't like delve into the this is the dark side of mary tyler moore basically it's interesting where like you know the the character she's famous for mary richards being this single go-getter of a woman like she was never that she got married at like 20 had kids young like she was never the go-go career gal but like she's that's that's what she's iconic for in in america but it's pretty yeah. interesting. Peek behind the scenes, a lot of her off the cuff uh, interviews and stuff. So it was hmm. worth a watch for sure. Have you guys noticed uh, any difference in that uh, Max from HBO Max or anything? There's a whole lot of garbage on there that I, I will never <laughs> yeah. watch. Kind of stuff I don't want. I think the only thing I've really watched on there, we did watch uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods uh, one night. Uh, Carly wanted to watch it. And. Um, yeah, it's movie. The uh, it, it's not real great. It, it just isn't. Um, that guy that plays what's his name? The place, 
uh, Shazam. Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi is. Uh, I don't. Know, maybe I got used to the suit. You know, nobody liked the suit because they said it looked fake and he was too big. But I liked the look of it. Um, he looks real scrawny in this one and old. And um, he is by far the worst part of the movie. So there is some decent acting in it, um, but it's not him. Yeah, I don't like him. Doesn't do it for very me. long to me. Like, like the dragon showed up that was in yeah. all the trailers and stuff. I'm like, okay, this must be the end. Mm. And I looked and it was like an hour into the movie. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. 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 So that's about all I've watched on Max. Yeah, I just have heard there's so still there's some performance issues and like their stuff doesn't look as good as it did on the previous app and they need to straighten some of that stuff out. But hmm. uh, all in all, I'm surprised the launch was successful and I could not believe that they tried to do it the week of the right before the succession and Barry finales. Yeah, like they, two days. They did before. this like that is ballsy. And they pulled it off. People, I was, I would, I would have told you, I'd have bet money that Sunday at nine o'clock it was going to crash, <laughs> but it didn't. Mine has been doing a thing where a couple times, like Shazam, maybe three or four times during the audio track will stay the same, but it starts like fast forwarding the video. Mm. So the video starts going, but the audio stays, <laughs> and I've had to like stop it, go yeah. back out, reload it. That's happened on like three different things I've watched in the past week. So I, I don't know what's going yeah. on there. Which I yeah, I've totally forgot that we, this week, like you said, Ted Lasso, the end of the series, the series mm-hmm. finale, the series finale of Succession, the series finale of Barry. It's a lot of big shows that ended this past week. And uh, all in all, you know, they were enjoyable. Succession was awesome. Barry was awesome. Didn't end quite how I would have done it for Barry, but uh, what a what a series! I, hmm. I mean, just lo- love that series. Yeah, Alicia really likes Succession. I that is not a cliff show. No, I hated every episode. I hated every character. So yeah. I could. That's just uh, that is not your style at all. I was, but I really like. Yeah, she loved it. Uh, she gave it high praise, and she has watched. I've seen her watch multiple episodes repeatedly over yeah. and over and over and over and i'm yeah. like oh my god will this thing ever end i think she watched it for three <laughs> months straight and i was just like i got to the point where i, I couldn't even be in the same room as it uh, the, the other prestige show that ended left out the flash series over on cw yeah uh, uh, it's been so long. Succession, Barry, Flash. It's right, <laughs> yeah. right there. I just, just, uh, you barely see the space between those. <laughs> yep. So the Arrowverse is is almost officially uh, dead, as, as we yep. know it. And it didn't do anything. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. Anybody still hasn't seen the finale, but like it brought several of the villains back. Mm-hmm from throughout the series but it didn't like i i really assumed like cisco would come back at least just for a cameo or something or there'd be some tie to supergirl or something to Mm -hmm. to make this feel more momentous and and kind of wrap up the cw but it was just kind of its own little thing it it was a nice little heartwarming send-off but it wasn't it didn't have any big feeling yeah hmm that's a shame It, it was a good show i mean it was uh it just 
you know, like we've mentioned before, it became too much on that channel. Especially when you have a juggernaut like Riverdale to keep up with. True. True. All right, we did it. That's it for this week. We'll be back for more. My name's Jordan Luke. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.